Hello, everyone. Happy holidays. Welcome to the second episode of the 10 Days of Tiny Disc. This is December 22nd, and today we're going to be talking about the best-looking games from 2017, and you're going to get a double feature for today's episode because we're going to start off by talking about Artistic Visionary, as in what game had the best-looking design in terms of just how cool and creative it was, and the other half of this episode, we're going to have the Crispiest Game Award, which is the game that just looks the best. It looks it looks the most photorealistic. It looks like it's going for a real serious kind of look in its graphics. This uh, is significant because we're actually handing out hardware. We're handing out awards uh, for you know design and artistic and technical merits, and we are hype. I think, right? Yeah. I'm not hype. <laughs> yeah, I hate our, our, this. Our, our trophy. Yeah, our trophies don't look near as good as the Keeley's trophies. You know, because we don't have that big of a budget. Yeah. Uh, just to recap, I'm Robert. I'm joined by Jack and Colin, and yo, we're yo. gonna kick hey, things hey. off. With the Artistic Visionary Award. So, the nominees for this award are Near Automata, Persona 5, Cuphead, and lastly, Little Nightmares. Please be excited. <laughs> so, let's start off by talking about why we nominated all of these games. I think we can kick things off by talking about Near Automata, published by Square Enix, developed by Platinum Games. And again, this is for artistic visionary award, like artistic design, right? Not yes. necessarily like the most technical thing. Okay. Right. Cool. All right. We're good. Yeah. Yeah, so Near Automata, that game has a really cool design, a really cool world. It's this weird post-apocalyptic, like what, 10,000 years in the future? kind of a yeah, thing I, I feel like they just kind of threw a random number of years into the future like on a whiteboard they're like okay this is how many years <laughs> just gonna throw some numbers up here that's how many years in the future we are but yeah. no man it's it's a really cool game it's very bleak like you said post-apocalyptic not a lot of uh grays a lot of like a very dark uh color scale going on in this game um a lot of very metallic things a lot of stone you know, very, very bleak. Not yeah, a whole lot of that, wildlife. That's not to say it isn't vibrant, though, at times, right? Like, no, when you go into the is, forest, it, it looks really lush and green. When you go to the amusement park, it looks straight out of Disney World. I swear. I thought that they were like, we're just going to put Disney World in our game. And it looks great. And the fact that they have all these robots, and it feels like each one of them has their own kind of unique characteristic in a way, right? Because they're all, like, the whole point of the game is that they're developing feelings. And it kind of shows, like, through how they interact with you and how they're just designed and how they move around in the world. Like how, for example, all the robots at the amusement park, like, are clearly there to have fun. There are some clown robots. There are some, you know, balloon-holding robots. It's a pretty good time, I think. Huge variety in the environments. So everything you just said, and then if you remember as well, just the stark desolation of the desert mm. area as well. It's like, whoa, like you can actually feel like you're lost in a sandstorm and you can discover like lost cities in the desert. It's really a unique game. It, it plays with the color palette a lot. Like you said, like the amusement park is so different than the woods and so different than the lost city and just the atmosphere overall. I just think the game direction was like world class. They just did a great job at world building and making you feel immersed yeah. uh, in that. And that's I think something that the first near did really well as well. And so well, I don't want to spoil anything, but I do also want to say that the designs of the bosses in that game are spectacular in both how they attack you and how they look. 
I, you know what? This is our first award of the year, so I think it would be a good maybe blanket statement overall. Is like, yeah, spoilers are probably possible. Like, you know, as we go on through these awards, I mean, we have to talk, we have to deliberate about these games and weigh them against each other. So just kind of blanket statement overall for 10 Days Night Disc, like there's going to be some mild spoilers here. We're not going to try and like ruin the ending or anything of that to games, but, you know, we're going to have to talk about them. So that could happen. Absolutely. Uh, let's talk uh, about... Or did oh, you? Have oh wait, no, I, I still want to talk about Nier real quick. I, okay. I don't want to move in too fast, but I love the weapon design. I love the combat design. I love. I think those are strengths of the game. I love that you have that mag robot kind of floating behind you that shoots mm. like infinite number of bullets. It's really cool. I love. And I how love the, the weapons. I love the animations, right, for the combat. Yeah. The way like she swings her swords or whatever, just by kind of forcing, like using the force on them and stuff. It's pretty cool, right? Yeah, the the blades and her swords and the sledgehammers and all they just kind of like float behind her, right? And it just looks, it's just a slick ass game. The character design, I think, is very unique. Uh, I love how in the beginning of the game, how your perspective shifts and you go through like four or five different shooting kind of mechanics like you can do like a dual sh- stick shooter you can do like a bullet hell shooter you can do like a kind of behind the uh plane perspective like uh star star fox right mm. and then you go into like a fighting game it's just it's just i just i don't know i i what can be said you know that hasn't yeah. already been said about yeah i this can game. agree that game uses uh the camera very well and that it kind of changes the way the game plays. Like at one minute, it's a side-scrolling platformer. At the next, it's your normal, like, you know, third-person character action, beat em up. And then it's all of a sudden, it's like Raiden, you know? I, I thought I was playing a good-looking game in the beginning. And then I realized I was playing a very different type of game. When you get up to the satellite or whatever that space station is, the that's bunker. like just a giant circle. Yeah, the I was like, oh, yeah, I was like, man, this game is going for something way different that hasn't been done before. And I was really impressed with that part, too. Absolutely. Uh, let's take a look at our next nominee on the list, though. Let's talk about Persona 5. Now, this game, I think when we first talked about it, we were all just like, this game is oozing with style. This has style slapped all up in it, all inside it, around it, adjacent to it. Whoa. Yeah, it's, I mean, like, am I wrong, though? That game, like, every no, moment, no. every frame of that game, every victory animation, every... Every menu, ba- every shop. Yeah, every battle animation, every uh, text speech bubble, everything is just so, like, cool to look at. Like, they just made it stylish to a 10, and it's pretty freaking magnificent. Like, sure, it yeah. may not look the best, you know, it's like an anime game, right? So you've got, like, 3D anime graphics, but... The way it's all presented, the color scheme, the overlays, the vignettes, just, it looks great. It's so cool. It is. It, it, like, And that's what I appreciate about it. It's got style oozing out of every pore of this game. And what I really appreciate is just, it, there's just a sheer ridiculous amount of effort. No wonder this game took so long to come out, right? Like, Eight years. Yeah. Jeez. This game took forever to come out, but they literally, they didn't cut corners anywhere design-wise I- with this game. I don't know for a fact they were working on it for eight years, but it's just been eight years since the last Persona. That's right. Persona 4, right? And, like, what an achievement to be such a marked uh, upgrade from Persona 4. I think in every way, stylistically, graphically, uh, especially in dungeon design. Oh, yeah. Each dungeon is unique. Each dungeon has its own challenges. I mean, this game is a step up in so many ways from the predecessor. So, it, it... 
absolutely deserves, you know, the 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 prestigious honor of being nominated for the Tiny Discord. <laughs> yeah, because we know everything about design at all times. Oh, just just um, all of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think the coolest looking part to me that really kind of sells it is the uh, the combat. Just everything about the UI of the combat. It's so slick, and it gives you the right amount of information, so you know exactly what you can do and what you want to do but it doesn't look like a boring turn-based like scroll through menus choose your attack option what do you attack you know what i mean like mm-hmm. you know i'm thinking like old school final fantasy games you know like those look like turn-based fucking games this persona game looks too cool to be a turn-based game despite it actually being one you know what i mean right so no it's 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 yeah a beautiful beautiful game even people that don't in necessarily enjoy video games but maybe like anime they you know they have something to absolutely appreciate here yeah right and once you get uh further in the game uh the dungeon designs really only get better and maybe a little bit more fucked up but they're really cool to look at like i've like i've played persona 3 4 and 5 never have i really stopped to just look at a dungeon in one of the games until this fifth game because they put so much time and effort into them and just how they look and how they're presented to you and what you run into and find it is magnificent and truly a work of art. I think I agree, man. It's uh, I mean, it's even one of the, it's one of those games where like, even if you have a roommate or whatever, that doesn't give a shit about anime. Like they walk by the screen and they're, they're going to stop and do a double take and be like, what the hell is this? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah uh, next, so good. next on our list here, cuphead. Uh, I haven't played this game. I've seen good video of the game. Uh, Jack, you are a resident Cuphead player. Do you want to kick this one off? Yeah. I mean, wow. (laughs) When when you first saw this game, when they first showed it, what, a couple years ago at E3 or something like that, some event, like no one really believed that we were looking at a game. We're like, wait a second. A game can look like this, like 1930s kind of vaudeville, uh, old Disney style animation. Uh, it was just like, I don't know, a, a revelation to see a game actually like pull off this style and the lengths they went to to recreate it. I mean, they hand drew every single frame of animation, you know, and and I mean, that's just in itself. Like, that's why this game took so long to make and it they actually did what seems like the impossible where they made a game that doesn't look like any other video game ever created, you know, and, and it doesn't look like a video game period. It doesn't at all. It looks like you're watching a TV show and they nail, they absolutely nail the style, the sound style, because the sound, you know, plays into the artistic uh, presentation as well. So they nailed the sound, they nailed the, the quartet singing. I mean, we'll talk about that later, I guess, but just from a looks perspective, like nothing before, you know, has looked like this before. And it's just an absolute achievement. It's an absolute like milestone and lifting the bar up for what an indie game, you know, can achieve and what, and what they will be measured against in the future as well. So, you know, absolutely needs to be nominated for this, for this category. This is kind of, yeah, this is kind of what we're trying to award is this kind of a, uh, unique achievement. Yeah. Right. And we talked to, and we talked about, uh, the South Park game in uh, a previous episode. Right. Um, but I think that was the only other game before Cuphead that tried for a more like, this doesn't even look like a cartoon. Like, it looks like a literal cartoon type style. Yeah, it doesn't like, look like a game. It looks like a cartoon, yeah. Right. It looks just like South Park, whereas this one looks just like Steamboat Willie or whatever. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. 
and I don't even know the first thing about what it takes to even go about making something like that. Like, how do you how do you take a cartoon and make it like an actual playable video game? How does that work? I don't know. But it's incredible. That's all I know. It's incredible to look at. It's like everything from the animation to the freaking film grain like that that's overlaid on top of the screen. Like it just nails the vibe that they're going for. I mean, to to even think about I'm sure maybe other people have thought like, oh, maybe we could do this. But when you think about the absolute labor just the man hours it would take to to create this game. That's where right. most people turn off. Like, well, we can't invest that kind of time and money in this. But this is basically like a family business. MDHR, they have like five, six family members that that run the business there. So, you know, so this is a passion project. They executed on it. Um, and, and you know, the, the results speak for themselves. I mean, it's, it's highly lauded. It's winning all kinds of awards left and right. So, yeah, you know, it, congrats to them. It shows that their work has really paid off. Cause I mean, they've been working on this for years. If I remember right, like one of the head developers, like went into debt or something during the process of making this and, you know, yeah, I want like, to say they took out a second mortgage on their house. Like, like yeah, yeah, I remember, I remember reading the headline actually. Now you say something. Yeah. And that I was mean, crazy. Hey, the blood, sweat and tears have paid off and it really shows. And like, I can't be happier that they're, you know, doing so well at the end of the year with all these award shows, including ours, which is of course the first and foremost award show you should go to <laughs> the premiere uh, for all video game related needs. Uh, our final <laughs> nominee for artistic visionary, Little Nightmares. So, so this game is like I said, I just feel like it keeps getting kind of swept under the radar. No one's really talking about it. it came out in April uh, of this year, so an earlier release in the year. But I have just never seen a game that made me feel like I was actually in a tool video as much as this <laughs> game has. And it's just really creepy, really atmospheric, really terrifying, really disturbing. It's not like a little kid scary kind of game. It's like, no, this is adult ass horror shit kind of scary. Even though yeah, you play as a little kid. Right. Right. Exactly. Right. But I'm I, saying this game is not for kids. Is yeah. what I'm trying to say. No, it's I mean, it's called Little Nightmares, but it's got a big art style it's got i mean it's it's basically take a tim burton type deal and just make it even more twisted like yeah yeah it every it's not a happy game by any means no 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 but it's a unique experience and it's it's because of that art style the thing that they're going for that it's so creepy it it gives me some like tim burton meets a darker feel like uh guillermo del toro type stuff going on yeah it's got some that definitely has type stuff yeah Sorry to cut you off there. It it definitely has uh its roots in limbo and in uh inside. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, I, yeah I can, I can see definitely it. see some of that for some influence for sure because it is you know a indie walk left to right kind of game puzzle based right. So I I just you know I just think that it uh was unique and was atmospheric and you know I think it it definitely deserves the nomination <clears throat> for sure, but. Now that we've given all the nominees their time in the spotlight, we must remember, much like Braveheart, there can only be one. So we this is the first award, so we should say kind of how we're going to do this. So yeah. we started with all these categories that were in here. We started with a pretty long list of games for every category. We whittled them down off the air to the finalists, the nominees. And we're going to kind of just do this Oscar style where, fuck it, there's not going to be like second or third place. There's just a winner. And then everyone else is tied for second, basically. Yep. So that's kind of the premise. The tiny award is going to be handed out to one of these games. And near near automata, automata, I still don't know how to say that. Persona 5, Cuphead, Little Nightmares, 
you know, let's uh, let's kind of break it down and deliberate. Like, who is going to win the award for best artistic visionary of 2017? See, so, so say the Tiny Disc Podcast. What's what's tough, right? With like kind of determining this is that they're all. I mean, one, they're all very good, but they all mm-hmm. go for something completely different. Totally, right? completely different. Like completely. Pers- Persona Five goes for like stylish UI, stylish everything you're looking at. Like you know, it's never a boring frame to stare at on your TV. Near goes for this really cool world that's very a very varied world, with great vibrant colors. Cuphead avant garde comes to mind. Yeah, when I think of Near. Cuphead goes for what if Steamboat Willie was a video game, and then Little Nightmares is as we've said a Tim Burtony kind of you know like scary game that plays a lot with like light and darkness, really weird creepy designs of characters, you know that long arm dude, fuck that, fuck it, <laughs> yeah, no it was kind um, of fucked, yeah. So I don't know, it's hard to like really say which one's best when they all go for like different corners of the square. You know what I mean? It's just going to be like, what do the three of us like the best, I guess? Yeah. I, and to you stay know, in time. I'll be the first to step forward and, present an, and to present an argument. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. The claws are coming out. Here we go. Yep. Um, I'm going to argue Cuphead. And here's why. Should get it. You're arguing for the winner? Yes. Or- Cuphead should win. Hmm. And the reason why is because, like we, like we talked about, no other game has ever gone for something quite like this because even even back to when i was talking about the south park game the thing about south park now is south park was all digital to begin with anyway you know what i'm saying like so like south park had gone completely digital from their construction paper days a long time ago and (laughs) i forgot about that (laughs) yeah so um whereas this whole cuphead thing they literally had to hand draw and do like i don't know i don't even know how this sort of thing works make like film cells or like you know art cells and work from the ground up to get all of these animations down and just the sheer amount of man hours and how long it would take to do something like this especially with such a small team to get a result that's never been done before in in game form like quite like this i mean the only thing i can even mildly compare this to is the steamboat willy level in kingdom hearts 2 yeah yeah that, that actually so, is a pretty good comparison right. Right. And but even then, that wasn't even quite the same thing. That was like it was a 2D cartoon done in a 3D space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was nowhere near the level of manual work that went into Cuphead, right? Exactly. None of that was hand drawn, if I think so. It was all 3D models. Is that right? Right. And uh, yeah. Kingdom Hearts 2. Yeah, it's all yeah. 3D models. Exactly. Um, and the and comparing to compared to the other games, like we said, Little Nightmares is like it, it's something that's kind of been done before in Inside and Limbo. And I, I mean, not, not that I'm holding that against it. It's still a fantastic, like, it still has a, a level of originality. Persona 5, I mean, you could actually argue that Catherine kind of already did it um, because it was the same game engine. Um, yeah, but Catherine didn't have as good UI. No, no, no. I'm not arguing that for yeah. sure. Um, and then, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like Nier is going for a more, like, kind of photorealistic thing than the other games. And so it just doesn't, and not that it doesn't have strong art direction, it just, I wouldn't say it's as as strong as the other three. No, very well said. I really generally agree with everything you said about Cuphead. Um, I nominated it for this category. I thought that it was one of the most beautiful uh, looking games I've ever seen. And it's just like so surprising that they actually pulled this off and they put 
the manual labor, manual time, and just hours upon hours of drawing, hand drawing the animation. Uh, every single frame is hand drawn and animated. And it's just like, wow. I remember like a couple years ago when they did debut this game. It's just like, I couldn't even believe it was real. And, you know, I think that this is a category that like really, you know, this, this game shines and is, is a strong, strong favorite for me personally. Um, to talk about Little Nightmares, you know, I, I think it's a great looking game. I think it's very atmospheric. Uh, but I don't know if I could say that it would win this category with these heavy hitters in here. What do you guys think? Probably not. No. It's mm. str- it's strong. You know, I'm glad it's nominated. You know, I just don't know if I could see it winning over these games. Um, Near Automata, I mean, you know, what else can I say about it? it it's an absolutely beautiful, gorgeous uh, unique game you know it, it takes the world that was developed in the first near and completely just turns everything to 11 uh it, it it is a fantastic looking game i love the art style i love the atmosphere i love the variance in the setting and just overall package it's totally there yeah i think something against near for me though is that it it kind of doesn't necessarily look like every other game, you know. I mean, it'd be easy to pick out that game, right? But like when you put it next to say Bayonetta, right, or uh like God of War, it still kind of plays similar. Like you're going through similar motions, right? And um for me that's kind of like a is it as unique as we think it is? I mean, yes, the world is designed right. uniquely, but I feel like you know, it's kind of just everything the way it's done is like cool. But it has been done before. Yeah, I, I, you know, I know, I know, I already argued strongly for Cuphead, but I, I would just like to give a shout out to like the, I really liked the UI design. I remember really liked the, liking the UI design in Near, mm. um, and how like I, I was like a lot of it was really dark and like kind of gray brownish kind of thing going on if I recall right. Um, but like the way that it kind of just implemented that as a, like kind of like a narrative device as well was really cool. Yeah. Um, like the fact you can unequip yeah. or equip chips that show your, like your HP or, you know, like or different aspects of your HUD. You can just yeah. get rid of them. Right. Exactly. It's like, unique, just yeah. like, it's just, it's very unique. And I don't think anything like that has been done before from a uh, gameplay design perspective. Yeah. Um, but in terms of artistic design, yeah, I agree with Rob, what Robert's saying here. Now, my thought on the last nominee, Persona 5, is like, yeah, it actually, you know, is probably the greatest looking anime style video game ever made. You know, uh, it takes everything that Persona 4 did, makes it look way prettier, way more stylized. Just everything is just blown out. It is a fantastic looking game, which is why it's nominated. Um, but my thought on it, it, when I look back at the hours I spent, is that. Yeah, it's a great, great looking anime game. Probably the best, but there's so much anime in this world, it kind of diminishes the punch because it just looks like a great anime that happens to be a video game as well. Also, like the setting, like yeah, Tokyo looks great. Your 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 town, your village, everything, the area, it looks fantastic for sure. But it is just, I hate to say it like that, but it is another anime game. So, like you said, you know, uh, Colin, like it maybe isn't as wholly unique, you know, as maybe uh, some of the other games in this category is. So I don't know if I could give it the nod there. So what with I, that, well, I do kind of want to make a small fight for persona here. I do think the later dungeons, like if you guys had played through the later dungeons, you'd probably hold it in higher regard 
because the, the direction that they go in the future dungeons are really great and it kind of it it always surprises you you know that feeling you got when you first walked into the castle dungeon and you were like whoa they're doing mm-hmm. whoa this is cool you get that same feeling with every new dungeon you walk into and if not a better feeling I'm right, sure yeah. it is. I'm sure it does look awesome. I'm looking forward to getting there, you know, at some point in time, whenever I have 80 hours to spend yeah. doing anything. Right. But, but you know, I, but it, again, it still hangs its hat, you know, on the anime hook. It's anime, yeah. you know, and there are fantastic animes happening by the dozens every week in Japan, which is, like I said, just you can't help but diminish like it. Like, like, put it this way. If there were four or five games that looked like Cuphead this year. Like, would we care that much, you know? Right. But we, right, right. I think we care because it's, like, so unique. Yeah. And that's why I'm throwing my hat on Cuphead. Oh. So all three Two of us are agreeing? Oh, okay. I think so. I think we're all, all in right. agreement. I will say hey. Persona 5 is definitely my runner-up. Like, if there had to be one. I, You know, I'm torn between Persona 5 and Nier Automata. I, I really love the style of Nier. I think it just... It literally is like, what can we do that is so different than anything before? Like, just the fact that it's a bullet hell third person action adventure. Like, you know what I mean? I yeah. love that originality of it. So it's close for me between those two. Thank goodness I don't have to pick one. We just have to pick a winner. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, I uh, mean, yeah. I just I, I have to acknowledge like Persona 5. They every everything in the game, I swear to God, has an animation to it. Everything. Like everything is no. animated in that game. It's a gorgeous and, game. Yeah, just the amount of you, they, you know, they just put a ridiculous amount of time into the UI alone, and I appreciate that. So I'll do the persona up again. I'll do the drum roll. Uh, Colin, do you want to do the honors? So of announcing tiny disc award for artistic visionary goes to Cuphead. Yeah, Cuphead. Congrats to Cuphead. That sounded like fapping, my dude. The first (laughs) recipient of the official tiny. The Tiny Disc Podcast <laughs> Award. Yes, indeed. Congratulations to Cuphead. But this episode is not over. We've got a whole other thing to deliberate. We are going to talk about the crispiest game of 2017. The crispiest game is the most technically designed well game that came out this year. And the nominees are Destiny 2, Horizon Zero Dawn, Star Wars Battlefront 2, and Forza Motorsport 7. The most retina-searing, cornea-obliterating graphics on a technical level. What, it, these are the prettiest-looking games. Like they look the most so G, real. The most GPU-intensive. You better upgrade and buy a $9,000 graphics card if you hope to play these games. This is what we're awarding. And I love the fact, I should say, gentlemen, I love the fact that we're doing a two-pronged approach to art style because you know i just think it's important because there's achievements all around and they need to be celebrated so absolutely that's awesome right and i mean and as it should be i mean there's always those games that are going to go for photorealism and there's always going to be those games that go for style you know style uh just crazy art style kind of thing i have a feeling that of the three of us we have played some destiny 2 a little bit Mm -hmm. uh uh, the three of us together i have a feeling that i'm going to be the biggest champion in this game oh yeah 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 like so i should all right so let me just talk about destiny 2 real quick it absolutely is to my surprise one of the best running and looking games on pc period that is the way to play yes ps4 looks good xbox one is xbox one 
but <laughs> but it looks and runs so well in 21 by 9 i'm getting 100 frames a second the sky boxes i just i just really think the game is beautiful from a technical point of view obviously we're not talking about gameplay here but i just think they've really put their all into it and it's one of the best looking games to come out of bungie in a long time man because bungie is not necessarily known for like fantastic graphics like yes halo ran really well but no one i think would say like oh the graphics in halo one and halo two are so good halo two looks really good it looks for, for good. like for the time at even the time, if you pop it, it in nowadays incredible. yeah if you pop it in nowadays it's like this is pretty damn good looking considering when it came out fair and enough for the, fair for enough. the time now destiny 2 does look incredible destiny 2 looks very 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 good which is why it's not it made. Look so, pretty good so Absolutely. that's what i'll say about that does anyone else want to take uh yeah i can talk about our next nominee horizon zero dawn uh made by guerrilla games those guys who those guys who made really bad kill zone games uh and then they turn their time around and here they are with horizon zero dawn this really weird game where you play as a a uh, huntress warrior in a post-apocalyptic world with robot dinosaurs right i mean who who wants that everyone me exactly and, yeah exactly and it's so cool and um just the way everything is designed the way the world looks it does go for a photorealistic approach and like seeing those dinosaurs seeing the tall necks you know those really tall things you climb up to like the basically the towers from far cry games those mm. things are so daunting to see in that game it makes me it kind of makes me wonder like or wish that they had a vr version of horizon zero dawn just so i could see that like as if i were really standing yeah. there oh, it's God. like but a yeah, jurassic park scene where they run into the brontosaurus right exactly yeah. um everything is designed so well and it runs pretty solidly for a playstation 4 game and yes. i i've said it before and i'll say it again that is the one game on a console that made me think Maybe I will invest in a PS4 Pro. Seriously. Yeah, yeah and just to, to see it in that To speak that to that light. point, I do actually play, I, I am playing Horizon Zero Dawn on a 4K TV with a PS4 Pro running at the dynamic 4K resolution. And wow, is that game, that? it just like, you can see like the individual fibers of like the carbon fiber on the, like the robot creatures. Like, yeah. it was just so clear. And like the amount of detail on all the character models, the amount of like, uh, the vegetation there's like a ridiculous amount of vegetation going on the, the the draw distance is way better than it has any business being on a console yeah and, and i also want to praise its facial animations by the way it's yes they very are good. very good they, they were are buggy very in the good. beginning they did patch it though but the bugs were funny mm-hmm. like first few days it came out <laughs> <laughs> yeah i remember i remember seeing that beta footage um but the the facial animations are some of the best i've seen probably since la noir um and I what the biggest thing with me uh, with kind of breaking, I don't know, with immersion in video games, right, is clipping has always been really bad in history in the history of video games, right? Like things clipping through vegetation, hair clipping through clothes, all that stuff. This game is one of the first games I've seen that there is next to none of that. Like you walk through vegetation, it moves, it moves apart in front of Aloy. Like yeah. you know what I mean. The, the hair is like it, it just bounces on the, on your back, and it's not clipping through your clothes or anything like that. Like there's no like your headdress isn't clipping through your face or anything like you know none of that. There's nothing like that that breaks immersion, and I I really appreciate that. And fi- finally, we're reaching that point where we can do that in games. Absolutely. Gorilla Gorilla Games have certainly achieved some really lofty goals with this game graphics wise i mean the engine there's a reason why kojima-san is using it for death stranding 
you know, the engine for Horizon Zero Dawn. Like, this engine just runs beautifully. Even on a regular PlayStation 4, it runs great. It's more than playable. Um, I would also say, I know we're not really evaluating this game based on the DLC, but I I will just give a shout-out real quick to the Frozen Waste DLC because they actually went the extra length and they rendered the grass underneath the snow. You can't even see it, but when you start kicking up snow, you see all the grass like coming up from underneath. It. It's just like really, really impressive. Where they, where yeah. any other game would have just like left the snow, like left a white, you know, bitmap there. They like no, there's grass under here, and we're rendering it in real time. Yeah, the Frozen mm. Wilds is definitely like a great thing to see coming here at the end of the year to kind of remind everyone, like, hey, Horizon Zero Dawn, it came out this year. Remember? Yeah, it's still, yeah. It's still here. We're still here, motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, we yeah. should talk about our next nominee here: Star Wars Battlefront Two controversy aside that oh, game is man. beautiful it is one My of the God. best looking games of the entire year i i think the naboo level when you, i'm just really impressed with like the amount of shit flying through the air at any given time and the fact that they are you know at a pretty solid frame rate uh is even more impressive but dice is known for this right they're known for their technical chops all the games that they put out in that studio look phenomenal they're bleeding edge technology i think that the star fighter or the space battles right the flying battles are particularly beautiful in this game single player eh, it's okay it's okay it's it's not the, the strong suit though of of uh battlefront 2 but i mean if you're going to celebrate this game for anything it's this category like technical achievement it is up there and you know i mean everyone knows about this game already so i don't have to say much yeah i mean it's just it's the the sound design is incredible of course you got all of you know the classic star wars music you got i mean they they went out of the way to make sure that all of the sounds it's just the game sounds like star wars the game looks like star wars and the fact that a game that looks this crazy can run on a console is kind of impressive and speaks to the uh how well or how good dice does in the in the department of of uh optimization and yeah, so i yeah. mean it's just an, it's an impressive game all around yeah, crispy I mean, crispy crispy it's a crispy a game and i remember yeah. like i was never excited for this game but when i played the beta i was like wow this looks incredible like, i didn't expect it to look that good you know it kind of blew my mm-hmm. mind um, but let's talk about our last nominee here, Forza Motorsports 7. Microsoft is betting the fucking farm that you are going to spend $500 on an Xbox One X to play Forza Motorsports 7. Yep. Uh, none of us did it, but I mean, that's not to say that we didn't play it on PC, where it also runs in 4K and it also runs, you know, at a very good frame rate. So, uh, full disclosure here, like, I didn't buy this game. I played the demo. However, the demo gives us what gives me what I need to see uh, to evaluate the graphical quality. And, guys, driving games look like real life now, basically. Yeah, <laughs> they really yeah, do. They run like real life now. The, the you know, uh, consoles have have come up, you know, and, and the technology is there where it's kind of like a disappointment if a racing game doesn't look phenomenal, right? So right. I, think the, I think the strength of this is the rain technology, and I think that it is the way that the cars drive when as rain puddles in real time, realistically, to the dips in the course. I think that is like the most uh impressive uh, uh feat that this game did so turn 10 hey man you keep turning out these forza games you know you're kind of 
in a gamble by yourself. I mean, yeah, there is Gran Turismo there, but it's definitely, you know, uh, not uh, keeping up, I would say. And, and I would say Forza Motorsport, Forza Motorsport 7 is probably the front runner this year as far as racing game of the year. Absolutely. Uh, we're not, yeah. that's, not, that's not a category we're doing, but I'm just saying it, it's up there. So it's a great looking game. So what else yeah. can I say about that? Yeah. I think I have uh, the most experience between the three of us uh, in Forza games. I played a lot of Forza Horizon 3. And yeah, it just, it's the same in terms of like, yeah, it looks really, really good. And, you know, so I kind of walked in knowing, you know, expecting what I know. Uh, and I mean, I did the same thing as Jack. I played only the demo of Motorsport 7. Um, but I walked in thinking, like, I hope this looks as good as Horizon. And it, for the most part, didn't disappoint. It was, you know, like a solid looking game. It was, it was something where, you know, I swear it was a real life light, like racetrack. And it was just a drone. I was just a drone following these real life cars, you know, just driving down this track. Mm. Yeah, I, I will say like racing games in general have always been on the bleeding edge of graphics, I feel like. And I don't know if it's be that's due to like the the simplicity in forming the polygons of a car because it's not like it needs to be as detailed as a human face or something. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, even I, I remember a couple years ago when I actually played a racing game on the Dreamcast. I, I don't remember what that game was, but I was like, this looks insanely good for a Dreamcast game. Like this has no business. Like this looks like an maybe an early Xbox game. Like, wow. yeah, like I was like, this looks freaking good. Um, but to, to your point with Forza Motorsport 7, I mean, uh, it's, I expect it to look good. You know, it's a Forza game. You know what I mean? It's, they're yeah. always at the bleeding edge of, of, of graphics technology and things like that. And the way, you know, rain just like kind of flies off your windshield, the way, you know, your character's hands looks, look, you know, in first person, you, you know, gripping the wheel and steering and having all of your, uh, your, your dash, your speedometer, your, your gas gauge and all that stuff, like. The, the level of detail in these racing games nowadays are just insane. And Forza, Forza Motorsport is definitely no exception. And yes. they are also, Turn 10 is a studio that knows their audience. They also have a uh, camera mode where you can do the cockpit, but you can take away the uh, steering wheel because some people drive with their own steering wheels like on their desk, right, on PC. Oh, and so that I is see. A, yeah, so you see all the gauges and everything. You just have your own steering wheel in frame, which I think That's is pretty, cool. pretty fucking cool. So. That's awesome. So we have to pick a winner, guys. What is the crispiest Let's... game of 2017 among these four nominees? I What's the best I, way to do this? Do you guys want to say what I'm, your favorite is? I'm going to throw my hat on Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, shit. I'm going okay. right for it. I'm going for the jugular here. All right. All right. Um, yeah. Okay. So Horizon Zero Dawn would be my first instinct. But here's the thing. Like, it looks really 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 impressive like the lighting the graphics the way like i said no clipping things like that um but i think it could look even better had it like if it, if it wasn't like an open world game and i think that that that's kind of like what these other games had the advantage over uh horizon with is like they're not really open world games per se so they can render a lot more in in those smaller spaces and you know not to take away anything from Horizon because it is a very impressive game, but I think I would have to put my hat on uh, Battlefront Two. Whoa! Yeah, mm. because this, the 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 level of definition and the textures in that game and the sound design, like you feel like you're in Star Wars, regardless of the microtransactions that may take you out of it. Um, you feel like you're in Star Wars from a graphics standpoint. The lighting, the the music, it's it's mm. all there. And you you can't deny like the level of detail that they put into this game, 
and the, just the ridiculous amount of photorealism. I mean, Mark Hamill is like Pat, almost to the uncanny valley how much Luke Skywalker looks like Mark Hamill. You know what I mean? See, I I have to take issue with with what you just said there. I mean, I think everything you pretty much ever Star Wars is spot on, but I actually have a problem with the character models. It seems like they're trying to do they're trying to make them look as close as possible to the actors without having to pay them like royalties for their likeness. They all look a little off to me. Like the Han Solo is Leia in it. I'm pretty sure she looks a little Probably, weird. Yeah. Oh, actually the old, um, the old Leia, uh, in, uh, like the star Wars last Jedi, like DLC looks real weird. So uh, to me, I'm not like in love with the character models in star star Wars battlefront Two. That being said to me, it absolutely is a, a powerhouse, you know, as far as, as looks wise, I think that I think we can all agree that Forza Motorsport seven is probably one of the best looking racing games of all time. However, it's kind of like the persona thing for me with last category where like, well, there's a bunch of those, there's a bunch of racing games that have yeah. come up and look great. So this just doesn't really move the needle that much. Right. You know? And I just, <clears throat> racing games don't really surprise me anymore. You know what I mean? It's like, exactly it's a racing saying, game. Yeah. Of course it's going to look good. You know what exactly, I mean? Exactly. Yeah. What I'm saying. So I'd say that's right. probably eliminated. Uh, it's hard for me, though, to deny that Destiny 2, when I booted it up on my computer in 21 by 9 and it was running at ultra settings at 100 frames a second, it's hard for me to deny and be like, this looks fucking great. You know, I, I so I cannot ignore that. It's, it's going to be difficult for me. But so I've got two arguments to make here. Okay. Okay. So one for Horizon Zero Dawn, the fact that it is open world and still looks that magnificent like it looks like it was made to be a linear game in terms of how much effort was put into each texture and each polygon but they decided we're still going to keep it an open world it looks magnificent for it like i was blown away with how much i enjoyed looking at everything in that open world to be honest with you so i think that's more of like a point for it than against it you know the fact that it's open world yeah that's a fair point um Mm. and then with destiny 2 now, this isn't to say that technically it's not a good-looking game. It's an absolutely great fucking game in terms it of its looks, right? It runs perfectly. It does. It runs smoothly, and, like, you've got, you know, like, great skyboxes, like you said, great environments. But with my time with the game, and this is maybe an unfair argument to say, but in my time with the game, I felt like I'm just being funneled to the goal. I'm being funneled straight to the quest marker to pick up pick up my Saturn points so I can deliver it back to Titan or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's just a quest fetching game. And because of that design, I could not give two shits about how the game, that game could look like Garbo. And I probably would barely notice because of the game's design philosophy. To be fair, like when we were playing together, like I did feel like you were kind of like rushing to the next point. And, and to me, like I've spent multiple, multiple times in Destiny 2 when I'm playing by myself, like just looking at shit. Like I really was like going slow and I'm like, and I can't think of too many games. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn is one of them though, like that where I did that in a game where I just like walked around, looked and was like, fuck, this looks awesome. You know, so right. I think I mean, that I did that in Destiny 2 because I wasn't trying to like rush. I, I definitely played faster than normal when we were playing together. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think that's more hinging on the on the uh, philosophy of the game design itself, right? Because Horizon Zero Dawn, 
being an open world game is it's i mean you're more apt to stand there and kind of take it all in right you yeah. you know you have time to just do whatever the fuck you want and really look at your surroundings i mean for god's sakes it has a photo mode yeah. you can literally take screenshots wherever the fuck you want yeah. and make it look as good as you want um and I, I guess that, I don't know how much of an argument that is against the other ones because I mean the other games I mean Forza Motorsports a racing game you're literally going 200 miles an hour past everything you're fucking looking at aside from the, the car that you're driving you know what I mean yeah so it's not like you can sit there and take in the environments that they designed which for the most part look really good from the the gameplay that I'd seen mm-hmm. um but I don't know I, I I think I understand where you're coming from with Destiny 2 so I might. I, I'm kind of teetering between Battlefront 2 and Horizon Zero Dawn because Battlefront 2, yeah, you're getting you're getting the full Star Wars experience, and it does look good. But I, you you know, you're jumping into a multiplayer game, and it's not like you're taking the time to really appreciate, you know, where you are. You are, but you're not. I don't know. Let me so ask I don't you know, this: how much how much how much weight does that argument hold? Let me ask you this: because I've had multiple issues in Battlefront 2. I don't know how much you guys have played, but. I've had multiple issues in multiplayer where the lag is ruining the experience, like straight up ruining the experience. So like how much does that factor into how good the game looks? If it's constantly chick, 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 you know, and you're, you have no control over your character. Like, doesn't that kind of affect like, you know, what we think of as how the game is performing and looking or not? You tell me. Oh, I think I think not kind of thinking about it now, I think what we're getting into more is how do we experience the visuals rather than just looking at them? Yeah. Kay. You know like, what I mean? Yeah, like so I think frame, I think like we still should frame. I, yeah, I think we should keep it like s- s- more surface level, like like you said, still frame kind of deal. Hmm. I will say this about Horizon. Uh, so I like I said about Destiny 2 multiple times, I would just st- stop and stare. Like Stop that song. And <laughs> no, we don't. Copyright. We don't. Yeah, we don't own that. Uh, <laughs> but with Horizon Zero Dawn, I've had multiple non-gamers at work be like, "Whoa, what is that? I want to buy a PlayStation Four to play that game." And I would tell them about like, "Whoa, you're into this?" And they're like, "Well, I'm not into video games, but look at this. Like, this looks awesome." You know, I've had multiple people tell me that. And then also, I have myself like fought and been like. Jack, do not buy a fucking PS4 Pro. <laughs> yeah. like, don't do it. You already have a PS4. This game looks good on that. But I'm myself like, oh, get the Pro, get the Pro, get the Pro, get the 4K TV. Like this game is the reason to do that. Just drop a thousand dollars for this yeah, game. I've done that multiple times. I've talked myself off the ledge, but I've had to do it multiple times. So that I think says something about that game. Uh, so I, I think are you, are you guys, let me ask you. Let me ask you this real quick. Are you guys really prepared, both of you, to just say Destiny 2 is out of the running? Are you really prepared for that? For me, it's between Destiny 2 and Horizon, for sure. But and, I think Horizon ekes it out for me, only because of the how I experienced both games. And then, Colin, mm-hmm. are you saying that you are between Star Wars and Horizon? Yeah, Star Wars and Horizon. I'm kind of starting to lean a little bit more towards Horizon now. I think that the overlap is important. I think we're all overlapping on horizon because yes. I am, I mean, I'm I think, going, I'm going destiny to horizon probably. So does that mean that the tiny disc award 2017 for a crispiest game is going to be going to don't say that yet. I'm just saying, I'm just saying we're overlapping on it. Okay. What does well, that mean? 
if we're if we if we can all agree that Horizon is one of the best looking games of the year, at least to some degree, all of these are. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but we all have that in common now. Then I think it's I think you know I would be more. I mean, I would be comfortable handing this award over to Horizon. I agree. You know, I think it's unique enough. I think it's I think it's doing I think it's doing a lot of good things. I think it's a very good game. I think that it got me to almost buy a PlayStation Four so many times and. Make no pro. mistake, when a pro, sorry, when I do ever upgrade to the whatever the PlayStation Pro X is or whatever in 2018, uh, you know, Horizon Zero Dawn will be one of the f- probably the first game I boot up with a 4K TV. Fair enough, right? Like, oh yeah, for right, sure. Yeah, right. even for after sure. beating it, like I just want to see what it looks like. So maybe that's it, guys. That's probably it. So does that mean the Tiny Disc Award 2017 for crispiest game, best looking is- technical? game it's going to gorilla games's horizon zero dawn yeah congrats guys yeah. you deserve it yeah yep. it's a great game can't wait to, and, can't wait to see death stranding running in that freaking engine i tell you what oh it's i know be awesome, i can't so. i can't wait for the photo mode so i can take yeah. all the pictures of the thumbs up fetus that's all i You're want right, the thumbs up fetus and the weird oil monsters and all that oh, good stuff man norman reedus <laughs> and his thumbs up fetus right, all right. <laughs> sounds, like a, sounds like a jam band it really does. It but really does. that does it for us for this episode of the 10 Days of Tiny Disc. Tune in tomorrow where we talk about what game had the best soundtrack of the year. But until then, we'll see you guys later. Feliz Navidad. Yep, now you guys know what you want under your Christmas tree this year. <laughs>